Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to the Noted Podcast. Uh, we're here with our boys, uh, Carson and Riker. We are going to talk about basketball and the fact of the people who don't ever get noticed. Now, in today's uh, segment, we're kind of going to veer off a little bit and talk about all those people who should probably should be noticed uh, a lot from our all-star ballots of the NBA 21-22 season. Uh, and I don't know if uh, you guys can agree with me, but it was very difficult to pick um, reserves. I think out of any of the years, there hasn't been as much like locks uh, in in the like all-star appearances as before. And that's been really interesting to me, specifically in the West, um, where a lot of like the bigger... Uh, more impressive people that would usually get those nods, you know, are either an injury or haven't performed as well this season. But with that being said, um, we want to start talking about the starters. Uh, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference, and we're going to each give our list as to who those starters are. Um, and hopefully it doesn't, or I guess I should say maybe it should get controversial uh, <laughs> so that it can be better content. But um, we'll, we'll go ahead and start. So why don't we start off with Riker uh, and give us your East All-Stars. Okay, so I'll start off with my starters. This was, I think the starters for the East were harder for me. Um, I have the two guards being Trey Young and Jimmy Butler. And I have my uh, front court um, being Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. Um, do you want me to do my reserves now? Um, do you want to just me, do that first? Give me, give me one second, because I, I have to Kay. confirm something here. Because, um... Because... One of those players might not be in that position. Richard Jimmy's a shooting guard or small forward. Yeah, Jimmy... Is that what you're talking about, Jimmy? Because mm -hmm. Jimmy is a if, could be either way. He's a he's, shooting guard what, or a small forward. But what they have him listed as is the difference. Um, they have him listed oh. as both. They have him so in the All Star voting this year they have him listed as a. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So he he cannot be a guard in this selection. Now, for all intensive well, purposes, we can yeah. get the list right. But we'll just, just keep it just that. as an information. Uh, for anyone who might see, because he, he he cannot be a guard in this All Star voting. Oh, okay. Well, well I ruined that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> get all good. Anyway, so yeah, those are my starters. Do you want me to do the bench now? Yeah. Now let's go for reserves. Okay. So my reserves, I have the two guards being the boys from Chicago, DeRozan and Levine, and then I have my forwards, um, Sabonis, Jared Allen. And Jason Tatum. And then my two wild cards, I have LaMelo, and I put James Harden. Okay. So, very nice. first of all, I, I think the first question I want to ask you is about Sabonis. Um, mm -hmm. Getting the mm. nod. Now, I know, uh, for me, that, that was like a kind of a tough one uh, about selecting yeah. with Sabonis. Because one thing right. that I kind of wanted to really focus 
uh, on my on my list was like team results. Um, and with the Pacers in the current situation, they're at you know third to the bottom, right above the Magic. Um, obviously, it's not that close. Like they're a lot closer to the right. top of the pack, and uh, they've had issues with you know injuries and protocols and whatnot. Uh, but I, I guess I kind of wanted to see your take on Sabonis and why you you decided to give him the the vote. Well, there's there's the part of me that just wants to go, hey, let's take the best, let's take the top seeds, and throw their best players in there. But it's just like not realistic. Um, I like like you said, it was it was difficult. But I look at Sabonis and I just see he hardly has a bad game. Like even when the Pacers lose, like he's playing really well, and he's a two time already. I don't see why they would snub him this year either because he, he hasn't taken a dip in performance. So I guess that's kind of my my so, thoughts on it. So give, give me the forwards again for... My reserves? Yeah. Or, sorry, or, okay. Or your guards? My guards. Yeah, DeRozan. I have DeRoz- DeRozan and Levine. DeRozan and Levine. And then for your yeah. wild cards you had... LaMelo and Harden. LaMelo and Harden. Yeah. And I believe if you had another pick for a guard, right, because of the whole situation. And I think maybe this is why it would be different for me, because in my list, I have Butler listed mm-hmm. as a forward. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there there was mm-hmm. something that was a little bit different. I gave a nod to another right. guard. I guess right. my question I want to ask is I did notice there was a name that was not on your list. Uh, yeah. And, and I think maybe you were thinking of the same person, uh, Jalen Brown. Yeah, I don't think he's done enough this season to deserve it. And he hasn't played him uh, as much as Jalen as well. Jason, sorry. Yeah, I think he's great. Don't get me wrong, but it, I, honestly, it wasn't that difficult for me to leave him off because the Celtics, I think they're underperforming. And like I said, J- Jalen was kind of gone for the first part of the season. So, But so are the Pacers, right? Yeah, but Sabonis has played all games and he's been great. Point. Didn't Jason have that one game? Uh, it wasn't like a severe underperformance this season that he had. Yeah, towards the beginning of the season, no one on the Celtics was really playing great, but Jason's done really well recently. Recently, because I don't think I don't go, think they snub him. He's because aver- he's averaging twenty four point one points. Um, mm-hmm. And he has just, a good shooting average too. Yeah, he has a good shooting average. He's also averaging uh, 6.3 rebounds, uh, 2.9 assists. Uh, so right now, as far as guards go in the NBA, he's the fourth highest in point average. Um, and as far yeah. as uh, fantasy points go, you know, in overall performance and like how many of his negative things outturn, uh, he's in the top ten. Uh, right of players which you know can also be a little skewed because of like that doesn't always yeah. like do all the intangibles and stuff like that right. um but the celtics are above the pacers and yeah that's where I, where I feel like it might be a little bit difficult but i, I can totally see your opinion i kind of just wanted to get more of your take on it and why you went that yeah way. like i don't think i don't think Jalen brown shouldn't be an mm-hmm. all-star by any means like when he plays he plays well he's been an all-star before I think just for me, it's the lack of playing time this season compared to other players on the list. But it's just me. Gotcha. Yep. How many games has he played? 
I do have a take up about this, but I just didn't want to say anything until I do my list. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you do your Fair list enough. and we can see where it moves from there. Alright, so my East starters, the front court is the same. Giannis, Embiid, KD. I have a feeling all of ours are going to be the same. Although my starters uh, backcourt is Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan. Um, my reserves for the yeah. front court are Jimmy Butler. I also went with Jarrett Allen and Jason Tatum. And then my reserves for the uh, backcourt are Zach Levine and James Harden. And then my wild card is uh, Lamelo Ball and uh, Fred Van Vliet, actually. Nice. Um, so I, the one, the one that was really hard for me to leave off was Sabonis. I mean, clearly, I mean, we've already talked. He's been, he's just so yeah. good. Uh, he's he's on my fantasy team and he's awesome. I'm so glad I have him. <laughs> but um, I part, there's two reasons why I decided to go with Jarrett Allen over him. And it's because how can you not give this Cleveland team at least yeah. one all-star? And Jarrett Allen is putting up 17 a game on 70% from the field. Yeah. Are you kidding me? While also putting up <laughs> almost 11 rebounds a game. And also just being so incredible defensively. I just and I, yeah. I like I I I love Sabonis and I wouldn't be mad if he ultimately was named the All Star, but can, when you take in team uh, success and just how insanely efficient um, Jared Allen has been, that's why I chose him over Sabonis. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, Celtics, like I just I I can't in good faith put two Celtics player on the all-star game when they've been so terrible last year. (laughs) Yeah. I know they did it last year. Don't do it again. I don't know. Yeah. You can't like, I just, I, I have a hard time with doing with awards. Like I feel like team success is important. And I know not everyone believes that, but I believe like, if you're on a winning team and you're contributing to success, then you're deserving of reward of awards. And the opposite is also true where if your team is struggling and you shouldn't be struggling, then why should you be, you know, have multiple all-stars? That was just my reasoning. Also. And I really wanted to give Fred, Fred Van Vliet his, his uh, flowers. flowers. (laughs) I, I can see, I can see what you're saying for sure. I, I think maybe it's not as much like team success, but uh, a player's impact to the team success, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And and I think maybe sure. that's one of those things that's like visible in the difference between uh, if that player was missing from a team. And I think this is actually going to make me change my opinion um, on what I already had written. Uh, if that player was missing from the team, how successful would they be? And I believe mm-hmm. if Jalen was missing from that equation, I don't believe that the team gets, you know, or loses much as much as the Pacers sure. lose with Sabonis. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I can I can agree with that. And I it's yep. it is difficult because I for the longest time have been a person that have wanted Jalen Brown on the Jazz for the longest time, and I feel like he would fit really nicely. He's an incredible player, and I can't I can also like exclude 
the amount of growth that he has where he's come from to what he is now he would be an all-star on any team he plays in uh, except boston <laughs> so yeah. well it doesn't his <laughs> interviews don't sound very good coming out of boston at the moment so well, i'm sure everybody's frustrated nobody wants to lose especially when you have that much raw talent on a team it's uh um it's, it's you have some good sure. pieces yeah one of the things i struggled with the hardest on mine that i spent so much time with is choosing between DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine as the starter. Because they're I looked at their numbers, it's and they're putting up almost identical. And so yeah. I just I just went with DeRozan just because he knows it. Yeah. Two game winners, and, I, here, here's you know, why not? Here's the thing, right? In my, so in my list that I've written down, uh, it's pretty much just as identical to yours. Uh, Carson, uh, I actually put in, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to put, uh, Sabonis in instead for my wild card. Um, but I also put Van Bleet, uh, as, as my wild card. The, obviously the thing that I struggle with is the entire situation of uh, Jason Tatum as well, but. With DeRozan specifically, uh, when was the last time we saw someone that clutch? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's not just about the back-to-back game winners, right? And I feel like that also can heavily influence the decision. But we, we all know how good Zach Levine is, right? What he's done with the Bulls, what he did last year with the Bulls. The fact that he is what he is right now and that he's still growing and he's still incredibly performing, that DeRozan in a brand new system with someone who has the ball as much as Zach Levine does is able to do what he does now. It's like the narrative behind it, I think, is so impressive to me. Where, like, if DeRozan continues to play at this kind of level, he could have legitimate MVP contender, you know, status. Because the Bulls, top record in the East, if I'm not mistaken, maybe they, they lost that. They did not lose it today, um, even though they lost. But um, incredible. I think he's incredible. I think DeRozan deserves to be in that starter spot for the amount, for how much he's helped Chicago to win. Um, what he's been able to bring to the yeah. team, I believe, is just a hair more than Zach Levine and what he was able to do. Yeah. Side note, had I done this thing correctly... I like I knew if I knew that I couldn't put Jimmy Butler where I did, yeah, DeRozan would be there for sure. I so. I, I believe you. Yeah, I um, for half a second really almost put them both starting, but Trey Young deserves it for sure. He he's yeah, Trey Young's he's tearing up. Even though Atlanta sucks, uh, the fact I I just don't know if people understand how difficult it is to average twenty eight points. Mm-hmm. In the NBA. Not easy at all. In the NBA. It's so but hard, especially because Trey Young did not have the hottest start either to the season. No. Yeah. Um, and the fact Rough that he's been start. able to come out and just absolutely shoot lights out. He's even like, I, th- I believe his percentages are even beating Stephen Curry right now. Um, and so that's pretty amazing, which that's like what he's been compared to the most to Steph Curry. And everybody will always say like, oh, Steph Curry is way better, blah, 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 which he is. I just don't think that the the difference is that far apart. 
right? I think, gun to your head, you're always going to pick Steph Curry, no matter what. Yeah. But Game I on the line, it's Steph every time. Trey definitely deserves a lot more respect than people give him. That's I think I mean. since he's overcame his woes with no fouls, <laughs> I, think yeah. I can respect him way more than I used to. Yes. Absolutely. Um, another snub I want to talk about. I didn't hear this name on any of your lists. I, I had put him on my list, but I took him off um, because of Sabonis. And I wanted to put Sabonis in, but it's Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I yep he's one of my snubs. Your reasoning yeah. I thought about it. Uh, I, think, I, I think it's hard to say no uh, to Bradley Beal because he still plays great, but you compare the season he had last year and the season he's mm-hmm. had this year. And he's not the sole reason that the Wizards are good anymore. So, like, he still puts up decent numbers, and he's a great player. And if he does make the all-star team, don't color me surprised. But it's just, you know, you compare the last two seasons, and I don't really think it's a... Well, I mean, you look at the list. It's not yeah. the same anymore. Um, yeah. You look at the list, and then it's hard, it's hard to see. Because for me, like, you know, I can't, I can't say that Beal deserves it more than james harden i can't say that he deserves it more than trey young i can't say that he deserves more than DeRozan. i can't say that he deserves it more than zach levine now the question is you know you get into your wild cards and then you see okay fred van vliet who is who's more important in the nba and i think a huge example not only did toronto i know i know they were playing like the substitutes and the reserves of the jazz and they were getting shut lights out but regardless of that happening, Fred Van Vliet, by himself, put the entire team on his back, by himself, and beat five players, yeah. by himself. Even if they were, like, they're still NBA players, and players that have yes. gotten contracts and are playing for an NBA team, and for one person to be like, I don't, I do not care, I'm going to drop... 30 plus on your head and literally distribute and rebound and do everything like and and block and steal it was back yeah it's back just situations it's, it's, where it was everything created a 15-0 run against an NBA team I don't care who that team is to do 15-0 by yourself to be the reason why those you know shots that your defense mm-hmm. why they're not going through it was an example to me about the value of Fred Van Vliet and if we notice guys where are the Raptors right now in the standings? You guys know? Oh, I, I'm right actually don't know. Cleveland. Sure. Right behind Cleveland. Oh, how they about are that? In yeah. They're not even in the playing game. Like, and they lost Norman Powell. Or, sorry, uh, they lost Norman Powell and they got Gary Trent Jr. back. Yeah. Which, if you think about that trade, yikes, right? That's a lot. Norman yeah, Powell that's incredible. A... Mm-hmm. And so you lose Norman Powell. You, you get uh, a rookie who's starting. Sure, he's the fourth pick, obviously. Pascal Siakam out for the entire beginning of the season. And look what Toronto does. And I think a big, big key to all of that happening falls between Fred Van Vliet and Scotty Barnes. And yep. I just think Fred Van Vliet is awesome. But you look at the Wizards, and then I can say, well, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's incredible. Spencer Dimwitty. Yep. You know, Quintavious Montrezl Harrell, uh, Montrezl Harrell, and now I'm Montrezl Harrell because I literally awesome. can't 
can't understand why people don't uh, think about Fred Van Bleet the way I do, but maybe I can fix the camera or not. I'll just be blurry, man. I'll just be a little scary. This is kind of scary, I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah. Any other snubs you guys want to talk about? Or I guess, why did you guys put LaMelo Ball, uh, I guess, is my, my question. Well, Who did you he... pick out to put LaMelo Ball, I, I guess, is another question. Bradley Beal. Same. It was hard because they're virtually like Char- Charlotte's a game ahead, so it's like it's whatever. But um, Lamella Ball's just really putting up incredible numbers. He's shooting, his, he's shooting thirty eight percent from three, and then he's also putting up nearly seven and a half rebounds and almost eight assists a game. He's just doing like he's just the modern point guard like he's doing it all he's exactly what you want he's so he's got a little bit of everything and i i just want to give charlotte some props you know yes i agree and i think i think over a long period of time like Lamelo has been injured for some games and they fared pretty well but i think over time when you lose Lamelo to that team they're not as good like They've definitely got pieces, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think they're as good without him. I think now, like, Charlotte relies on LaMelo more than uh, Washington relies on Beal. Yes, I agree. And that's the main reason, is I think Charlotte gets much worse without uh, LaMelo than Wizards do without Beal. So in your guards for reserves, you have Levine and Harden? Or my yes, I have Levine and Harden. And I have DeRozan and Levine. I have Lamelo as a wild card. Okay, but yeah, Lamelo. Lame- but Carson is, Fred Fred is my yeah. Yeah, that's what I. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah, uh, that's hard. It's hard for me. It is hard. I because I I look at I look at Charlotte. And I feel like all of their players are really good. Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, you know, Terry Rozier. I feel like they would fare well without LaBello. I know I know they wouldn't be as good. I don't know the difference mm-hmm. though. Uh, especially when you yeah. consider the difference between like Sabonis or Fred Van Vliet. Uh can LaMelo get to that point eventually? Yes, I believe he will. Probably a lot sooner than we think. I think he already is. Then Sabonis? Shoot. Yeah. But I have Sabonis on my list. So I think they're both very valuable pieces to their teams. Like if I'm the Hornets, no chance that I don't invest the next however many years in the Mellow Ball. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying right now as it states. Yes. Right? Right. That's, yes. that's what I'm saying. I yeah. I believe it's close. I just don't believe I, it's at the level of Sabonis. And I mean, yeah. obviously that's why they're wanting to trade him away is because he is that valuable. Right. <laughs> you know, and that they can start a rebuild and stuff like that. But I mean, thinking about how, how much Malcolm Brogdon has been out, um, this season, and that the Pacers have even been able to keep their head afloat is because of Sabonis. Right. I mean, now they're trying to lose, so I don't, I don't think that's like a <laughs> not super representative of Sabonis. Anyway, so I think that's good. Any other snubs on the East? I think those are the only things I can think about. I think those are the main ones. Uh, as far as players. Uh, I actually have a wild card out there for a snub, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah. I think Drew Holiday could be an, could be an all-star. Um, I feel like he- potentially missed too many games right yeah that's kind of part of it he's missed a lot and you know giannis can just 
take care of a team on his own, but I had yeah. to at least mention his name there. I, I did want to ask you guys about that. one. Uh, yeah. That's Derry Scarland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Darius has very similar stats to Drew Holiday. Um, and not to mention that he himself has been able to carry the mantle after Sexton um, got injured. And then Ricky Rubio gets injured right after that. And he's still able to carry the mantle. Yes, yeah. they lost uh, against Golden State today. But I don't think God was ever going to allow uh, Golden State to lose. Uh, lose which, when Clay comes back. I also mention yeah. how awesome it is to have Clay Thompson back, and how yeah. crazy it would be if they voted him in for the no game. <laughs> no. That, that would like warm my heart, but he like obviously like no. He's he probably he will at this point uh, <laughs> if he makes the fan vote. He's like yeah, that okay, was votes right now. But that was so amazing uh, to see his return back today. So wanted to. Mm-hmm. Shout outs. You'll probably never hear this, but really happy you're back, Clay. Um, yeah, for sure. West. West. And I feel like this is where it might get a little bit more controversial. Yeah. Um, eh, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> well, we will see, but starters record. I'm going to be a homer. I don't give a shit. Um, I okay. have Steph, Steph at one. I have uh, Spider at uh, the two. I've got LeBron at small forward. I've got Jokic and Gobert covering the front court. Um, for my two guards, I've got Morant and I've got Booker. For my forwards, I've got Cat, I've got AD, and I've got Draymond Green. For my wild cards, I've got CP3 and Luka Doncic. Okay. Did I just hear a Chris Paul hater? Vote him into the All-Star I'm not game. a hater. Yeah, I never said I was a hater. I just said his eventual downfall will come in, and it's it's not been this year. You guys have been right so far. <laughs> Interesting. What about you, Carson? All right. My starters are front court, Jokic, Gobert, and LeBron. Back court, I have Curry, and actually I have John Morant. Um, my front court reserves are Draymond Green, Draymond Green, excuse me, Carl Anthony Towns, and Paul George. Backcourt is Donovan Mitchell and Luka Doncic. Uh, wild cards are Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so for guards, I am with Riker. Curry, Mitchell, Jokic, LeBron, Gobert. But I, I do want to mention uh, I cannot hate at all that you put John Morant instead of John no. Mitchell. And no, I can I see think, it. I literally think it is like, it's up in the air. I think as far as performance and team success, Donovan Mitchell might deserve it a little bit more because um, he was player of the month in December, averaged his yeah. highest in one month ever, 30 points in a month, which again, can I stress how difficult that is to do over a stretch of time. Uh, Unreal. Incredible. Has been has been more important to the Jazz uh, than I believe in a long time. Um, and congratulations to Riker uh, that the Steelers are going to the playoffs. <laughs> um, you guys. Raiders. Unreal. Uh, Unreal. Watching, watching the, the score. Um, <sighs> congrats, man. Thank you. Um, but uh, I, I can say without a fact, 
or without a matter of fact that John Morant definitely as much deserves to be in that starter position as Donovan Mitchell. If we look at the realisticness of the world, John Morant will probably get it over Donovan Mitchell mm, because probably. he's more popular. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also think a lot of people hate the Jazz, which don't know why. They do. Yeah. Oddly they do. enough, we're they loving do. all your teams, guys. What the heck? I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> we're such a fun team, and everybody's so humble. Listen to this. We're just ta- we're just talking about all these great teams, and all you do is hate on us. <laughs> sick me, make me sick. Um, I I do want to say out of these out of these five players, um, I I know that Curry will probably get the MVP, but can we just talk about LeBron? How how the hell is LeBron James playing this good at thirty seven? He's a generational man. Oh That's the only way goodness. to explain Vibes it. Vibes basketball, baby. Vibes basketball. <laughs> I told you guys. I'm like, the Lakers are terrible. They're like, so I bad. Can't, I can't count them out. It's LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, think about, yeah. I think about the fact of, like, if Michael Jordan was in this position as well, you know, and he, if he was in LeBron James's place, as bad as the Lakers can be, you're like, I'm never counting Michael Jordan out. And I, it's at the point where I'm just thinking about LeBron in the same kind of fashion, right? Yeah. Um, Legault, man, like he's he's so good. I don't know if he's over Michael Jordan yet, but he might be able to prove something this season. Is all I'm saying. We'll see. So, we'll see. We shall that. see. I I really hope we do not get matched up with them in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Spooky to me. Spooky. <laughs> Playoff anyway. LeBron always goes up a level. Yeah, hit us with your reserves. All right. Uh, I got John Morant. Uh, Devin Booker, who absolutely deserves to be in that spot. Yep. Um, I disagree. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, uh, who's really elevated it this season. Uh, Draymond Green, which I'm really glad we're all in agreement with. Um, if if Rudy Gobert gets to be an all-star last year because the Jazz had the best defense and he was the defense, um, then you put Draymond. it right back. You put it yeah. right back right. and you give Draymond Green that respect. Absolutely. For sure. My forward that I had on this list is Paul George. And I, I know that with the amount of games that he's missed, he might not qualify for it. Um, I just want to mention how important he is uh, to the Clippers. Um, how many times have... Sure, I don't respect Paul George as a person because uh, he's a dirtbag. <laughs> but I, I used to be a huge Paul George hater. Uh, as far as his game, and okay. I, you know, only oh, on the Thunder, yeah, the Joker, or not the Joker, but like literally a joke that we beat him. You know, Donovan Mitchell's rookie year uh, when he was on that OKC team, and he's not loyal at all, um, especially to uh, his lovers. Nice, uh, I'm loving that it. one. In there. I love it, <laughs> but. My goodness, uh, the amount of respect that I have on him as a player. Um, and and what he's been able to do with with literally uh, the Clippers losing Montrezl Harrell and Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, to the injury, and that Paul George is still able to keep the Clippers afloat and keep them in like a competitive position in the Western Conference is incredible to me. I just think true. It, it it's yeah. unfortunate. I just think about like if Paul George was not injured, you know. Um, 
how yeah. how far up would the Clippers be? And that's with without Kawhi right. and without six man of the year Montrez Harrell. Um, I think that kind of performance and being able to still have this kind. I'm I'm pulling up the stats right now so you guys can hear it. Uh, 24.7 points, which he's averaging more than Donovan Mitchell. Uh, 7.1 rebounds, which is more than Donovan Mitchell. And 5.5 assists, which I also believe is more than Donovan Mitchell. He's doing that at a 42, 42% uh, field goal percentage clip. He is not doing great from the three at 32%. Free throws at 88. Uh, player efficiency at 18.1. But I think all in all, we can all say that he is the Clippers. Yeah, I don't think there's much debate there. I mean, no. at this point in his career, we all know who Paul George is. Yeah. And he's not, he's a bona fide all star. Yeah. He's doing it now after that serious injury in the uh, USA exhibition game too, which a lot of players return from that injury not the same. So the fact that he's doing this after that, right. So yeah, like absolutely. And I, he's on my snub list. Like I, I don't know where they qualify, where they don't. I still think even if he does, it's the lack of playing time that keeps him off my list. It's not like, like I could sub him out for him I don't know. I could sub him out for Doncic because Doncic's been injured too. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah, it is what it is. In my opinion, like, so I have, I have Doncic on my wild card as as well as Anthony Davis. The reason I would leave Davis out of that conversation is because I don't believe, especially, you know, Davis has been an injury as well, but look at the record instead, right? I don't believe that his impact is as big as Paul George with Clippers and that he's as valuable as the team. Um, but Davis is still averaging good points. You know, he always will. And I, I believe prime Anthony Davis, healthy Anthony Davis, top five player in the league. Mm-hmm. There's no body type or coordination or talent or just raw, you know, raw talent that could be as good as him. But what he's I, this season. Totally yeah, I, I will say I have no, I do not feel bad at all and no reservations about keeping off, keeping him off my list. I do not think he deserves to be an all-star this year, and I do not feel bad saying that. Anthony Davis? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a take, my friend. I do not feel bad. It is a take. Well, the thing is, the, the, here's the deal. Yeah, I think if you look at win shares, he's probably not the highest on the list, but the dude's still efficient, and he's got it's, great stats. 20, like 23.3 points, 9.9 yeah. rebounds. It's another and one where it's... Like, it's defense. And the defense. His defense has not been good. He's the only good defender on the team with LeBron. Everybody That's sucks. true. It's so I, true. I just don't think. Dude, maybe I'm crazy, fantasy but fantasy points, I, fantasy points that calculate. Who, I, how many he's been great for my team. team. He is mm-hmm. the top eight in the NBA. You can he convince is, me all you want, but I will not feel bad. Who do who'd you put instead of Davis? Uh, Chris Paul. Are you talking wild he's, card? For Chris Paul. Okay, well, I, I didn't put Chris Paul on my list. Clippers deserve two All-Stars. They're, they have I, second hey, best record. Two All-Stars. Out of all of you, you know I am a way bigger Chris Paul fan. Oh, well, than you guys, I, I, okay? I, I agree. I love him. Chris Paul. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I, Who I literally bought a Chris Paul shirt. More. When I went to Arizona to watch the game, I bought a Chris Paul shirt. Who, oh, you're sick. You, you make me sick. Who, who of Chris Paul because Anthony Davis contributed to to winning more? Here you go. Here you go. Here's the final. Here's the final. You have you have the, the, the efficiency rating out of all of the all of the players in the NBA. 
You have Anthony Davis at 18. Where do you have Chris Paul? On efficiency? On efficiency. 42. I, I have no... 42. Okay, hold up. Hold up. But he is averaging a double-double with assists, which is huge for how points. much he opens it for. Yeah, but 10 no, assists. I agree. I agree. That's big. Deal. That's, that's, that's a big massive. Deal. That's a big deal. That's, but he's always done but it. But you literally <laughs> left Sabonis off. I do not. And he wait, averages so, a double-double. Do you mean AD? No, I'm talking about Sabonis. Hey, but re- so you you can't you can't I, use that terminology against Sabonis and then go against it to add Chris it Paul. It is harder to average Texas than it is, is to average more points. You can't. You cannot tell me straight to my face that it is the same that to average ten rebounds and ten assists. Ten assists is significantly harder, and it's not close. Bro. Let me tell you something right now, okay? I'm a Chris, I'm a Chris Paul lover to the day I die. All right, I think he is incredible, and I think he makes every team, and I think he's the reason, quite frankly, that Phoenix went to the finals last year. Last year, yes, yes, I agree. Um, and I think he was he was the difference. But Sabonis has a 61.8 effective field goal percentage. Or yeah, or total true percentage, yeah, right? Yeah, true percentage, true shooting. Incredible. On 19.3 points. Now, this is the part that's difficult for me because mm-hmm. when you look at statistics, and I, I understand that Draymond Green, for <clears throat> me, gets the pass because he is making a legitimate case for... He's been the best defender, here, probably. Okay? Or up there, you know. I, I think right now he's even over Gobert. And I, and I think no. it's close. But, oh, oh but the reason, I see what you're saying. No, yes, for yes, defensive yes. player of the year, it's close because the the Jazz don't have the best defense, which uh, Rudy Gobert has been carrying in previous seasons, and I think that can change. Uh, but you can't tell me that you know the Warriors are number one for anyone else but Draymond, right? So on the best defense, the best thoughts. defensive player right now could probably get more votes than Rudy Gobert. Now, you can also argue the fact and the differences between, you know, statistics and what Rudy Gobert is able to bring, and we can hash mm-hmm. it out, right? I don't think it's, like, this far. I think it's, like, pretty close. Maybe he gets a little yeah. slight edge right now, and that's why he's getting that all-star nod. Oh, yeah. But on Chris Paul, on the difference, right, when you look at his stats, like, yes, it is a double-double, but it's 14 points. That's, like, that's not very high. You know what I mean? Like I, Bogdan Bogdanovich he, is averaging higher points, right? And I, he's I don't, been great. But like That's a fair point. But the thing is, the reason why I would give Chris Paul all-star nods previously is because he was an option for scoring. Now I don't believe that Chris Paul is even is even a third option for scoring at this point. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't believe that you can give him that nod as far as scoring points. Like, yes, he's probably going to be clutch and he's going to be more important than anybody in the playoffs, and he's the reason why the Suns are successful. But it's 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 hard to give him the you, nod when you don't have yes. the stats to back it up, right? I and that's what all star games are about. Yeah, yeah. Is about the stats, right? Put the I stats disagree. Against somebody else. Well, it's what's been voted the whole time. You know what I mean? I think like, there's that, other that, things that, is that the reason matter. why Mike Conley has never been an all-star is because it was always about statistics. It was never about all of those, you know, 
stats that we all like then, love to look uh, at uh, jazz fans and why mike conley probably got the nod last year is because of his plus minus right his his, his uh, ability to impact a team which i believe that chris paul gives but to say that statistically speaking that chris paul is better than anthony davis right now i have a hard time believing that because it's two-way said player, before two-way player like the only like reason, I said before, the only reason the Lakers are bad, it's not because of Davis and it's not because of LeBron. It it's because of the entire rest of the team. Because AD it's will not play his natural position that he needs to play. If he if he would well, LeBron play at center, no. It <laughs> Even if it is kind of, anyways, I don't want to go down this argument. The reason Chris Paul, him averaging fourteen points, does not matter to me, because. At this point in his career, he's not—he's not like—he's not supposed to be a scorer. He's doing exactly what they need him to do in distributing and being a floor general, and he is one of, if not the best, in it in the league right now at doing that. Well, he, he is the best. When you when you have Chris or uh, Devin Booker, and well, I mean DeAndre Ayton's been out, but also like DeAndre Ayton and like all—they're such—they play such team basketball because they have Chris Paul. And without Chris Paul, I, we've all we've talked about this before. They fall apart. Us three have had this conversation before. There, he's the, the glue. season's kind of changed it for me. Oh, uh, I. I still think I still think they're not as good as they are. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah. Dude, I agree. players are I mean, coming into their yeah. own now. And I will say the influence of this happening is probably because of Chris Paul. But what's happening on the court at this point, like Chris Paul injured is gets injured a few games, dude. I don't I don't count the Phoenix Suns out at all. Like I still think I they beat some of the best teams in the NBA. Well, but while you look at the difference it's just me. between like if AD leaves, we've seen what happens. If AD is yeah. healthy throughout a playoffs, they're contenders. But the second that he got injured, first round exit. Like Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's not a generational talent. I'm just saying, in the context of the Lakers, I'm telling you, in in the context of this Lakers season compared to the context of the Suns season, I don't think the Lakers deserve, nor do does AD deserve to be an All Star. Listen, it's in your opinion. That's fine. I can, I can see fine. your opinion. The thing, the thing that I why why it would be difficult is because not only is he lower a lot lower in points uh, total because I think last season he was averaging, let's see. So last season he averaged 16 points, which, you know, let, let's let's talk about Chris Paul last season. Averaging 16 points, which is a lot higher than 14 on an average, right? Um, but he was also shooting really good from the three. Well, this season he's shooting 32%, which is under his average that he's had in his career right he's also shooting a lower average in his career in his free throws um while in his regular field goal percentage he's great i think he's starting to realize that he is getting old and he's doing a little bit less as far as the scoring end and focusing a lot more on his like being a captain on, on, on a team right the thing is if you give it to chris paul you know where's mike conley in that conversation because I believe what Mike um, Conley brings to the Jazz is a very similar style of what Chris Paul brings. I believe Chris Paul hey. better than Mike Conley. But if we're talking I, about those intangibles of like what someone brings to a team, 
bring Mike Conley in that conversation, right? Well, I don't believe Mike Conley. I think this is, but it's it's kind of like a similar situation, right? Like, <clears throat> how can you leave Anthony Davis off that list? That's like, that's the part that's hard for me. But anyway, I think this is going to be a, a it's a, follow on. It's a very long. and it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a discussion we have. This, this is all I have to say, guys. To put the last word into this, I have both of them on my list. So. <laughs> 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 um, who did there is know? one big snub that all three of us, we just have to mention, that we, none of us have talked about Damian Lillard. And someone has to acknowledge it, and I'm being that guy. That's fine. Acknowledge it. He's not as good as he was last season, and it's totally because Portland sucks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just acknowledging it. I know, and I agree. And I saw Dame, and I'm like, e-. I saw yeah. Dame. I literally saw his name. I was like, yeah, no. Like yeah. that's literally what I thought. Like it's just not, it's not the season. Like usually it's a, it's a shoe in, and it's because the Trailblazers are like always, you know, towards the top of the standing. This just isn't their season, and it's probably his last season in Portland, if we're being honest. But yeah, yeah, let, kind of a just a let, let's talk nature about circumstances. This. I think maybe the reason why people were always so, you know, confident about Dame being an all-star was because he himself made Portland a contender. Not not right. a contender in the sense of, like, I can actually win a championship. Playoff contender. But yeah. they, were, they yeah. were always in the playoffs, and they were always formidable, right? You you, you didn't want to go against them because it's Dame. Yeah. Dame time. Dame time, baby. Dame time, right? But this year, Portland sucks. They're terrible on the road, too. They can't win a game on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, it's kind of unfortunate because Dame is still averaging 24 points, which is just 0.5 behind yeah. our boy, uh, Spida. 7.3 assists, 4.1 rebounds. Uh, 39.9 fantasy points um, that he's picking up, which is uh, really high. Uh, but that's uh, that's tough. I, it's, it's other players deserve it more. That. I think that's it. And I, I, I can just yeah. credit it to just the frustration, you know? Yeah. He's frustrated. That's it. It, it can get in your head. Like, I believe other times, like, Dame's been a lot happier at Portland. Like, where they actually oh, like yeah. they had good things going. But this season, I can't imagine how frustrating it is, you know, to just to trade for all these people that are just so, like, subpar. I think Larry Nance... Uh, and Norman Powell are really good pickups, but those aren't people that change your organization or that change Mm -hmm. everything, right? Those are great other players to put on your team that are going to provide really good support. But that's it, you know? And I think the biggest thing is, you know, we also heard the things about Dame Lillard talking about him wanting a very tenured coach. Um, Yeah. They put a, a brand new guy in. Not only that, they gave him a guaranteed five-year contract out of the gate. And look look how it started. Yeah. If I was Dame, I'd feel a little disrespected. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's I, Not very... to be mean, that's the most obvious statement in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, that's like the coldest statement. It's just it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, when you're in a situ- like a, a team like that for, what, a decade? Right. And you're one of the best players they've ever had in the history of their franchise, and they don't really consult you. Like I'm just saying, especially yeah. with their whole like GM situation, it's just you imagine you know, him in a big market, like 
He already has a ring by now. He's yeah. the one who's helping the front office make the decisions. Like, it just... The Portland front office doesn't make sense about it. Anyway, that is a completely different topic. Yeah, we're going on a tangent. Topic, <laughs> yeah. I think it's understandable. Um, one big snub I wanted to talk about that nobody talked about is Ricky Rubio. I mean, are, are you kidding? Yeah, me? he's, he's a starter. He's starting. Um, so I didn't <laughs> get even him on his Chris wheelchair. Paul. I didn't even have Chris Paul as a snub. Really? Wow, that's a hot I'll take. I'll tell you why. Because there's one player who I believe has been more important to his team. All right, hit DeJounte, me with it. Dejounte Murray. Mm, Let me tell you his stats mm, real quick. Because you might not believe it until I tell you. Eighteen point three points, nine assists, eight point three rebounds. Almost a triple double. All right, and, listen. And San I am... Antonio easily. San Antonio could easily be giving up the season. And being the worst team. Because if you look at their players, it's it's really just DeJounte and Derek White, right? Um, DeJounte has been incredible. The thing is, people don't watch San Antonio. And so how could they see? Because they don't get the eye test, right? And of course, to see, uh, you know... Okay, maybe it was a little crazy to say that he is more important to his team than Chris Paul. Of course, Chris Paul is more important. I'm saying statistically, in yeah. the stats that he brings up, Sure. Um, to to think that Chris Paul would get that nod before Dejounte, based on stats, right? What he's been able to provide for the team statistically, I think is crazy. And I wanted to put Dejounte so bad on my list of all stars because he's incredible. Like he's so mm -hmm. good. You put that player on any other team, he's an all star. You know what I mean? Uh, and of course, San Antonio is having like such a hard well... situation, but eighteen point three. Nine and eight point three. That's crazy. It's almost a triple double. There's like no other player that's almost averaging a triple double. The only other player is uh, James Harden and uh, Luka Doncic. I don't necessarily hate it. I am also a, a Dejounte Murray believer. However, I guess it just comes down to well, what do you value, and I. In a few years, well, not th this year's not his year, but soon, soon. Let me let me just put it this way, okay? I like Dejounte Murray as well, and I think he's pretty clutch, and he's one of the players that whenever you go against him, he can usually get his. Um, I think if he's on a better team, he doesn't have those stats. That's just the way I see it. I think it's kind of like a similar situation oh, with Russ on bomb. that okay on that OKC team. Yo, like he's just getting some empty points. He's getting some empty ones. Uh, like, <laughs> like I, I like hey, it. I I like Dejounte Murray, but serious, I he's their best player. He's not the best player on a lot of other teams. That's just the way it is to me. And I think the reason he gets those stats is because he is their best player and he's their option. That's the one they go to. So that's the way I feel about it. Sorry. Yeah. I really want. I really want to test that out. Obviously, I don't know if you'll ever leave. Oh, yeah. Audio. I would, too. I would love I, to be proven wrong because I do it. like him. But. Yeah. I can. I, I like it, guys. Saying. So I a lot of spicy saying. takes today. There are spicy <laughs> takes. I uh, like another it. Another nod I wanted to give as far as a snub. And I, I just I want to give him uh, an all-star appearance more than anybody in the world, and that's Shea Gillis Alexander. I am. Uh... I like yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like yeah, that's a player stuck. that you can say that even on another team, he would put those stats. Yeah, but when you're on the worst team in the league, 
Or at least close to it. You got to even close to the worst team in the league. Okay. Yeah. Not oh, maybe oh, they're oh, one they're of the, the worst. Team. They're the youngest team in the NBA. No excuse. Okay, but bro. at what point? Oh, okay, they, a lot of your okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Stats do matter, but also team success also matters. I understand that they are rebuilding and they are young and they were not planning to win, but unfortunately, that's just how it goes. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it and that he won't be an All Star eventually, but it's just the, it's just the way it is. I don't know, man. I agree. But he is awesome. I do love Shale. Uh, and I do too. And I think that Lou Dort has all star potential as well. Like they've got they got pieces for defensive. sure, and they've got tons yeah. of picks. But like, like all, you look at NBA defensive for sure. Yeah. But I agree. I don't. <laughs> yeah, they're not like standings wise. They're not the worst team, and they're not like necessarily close. But I don't. On paper, if I'm a playoff, if I'm a playoff team, if I'm a playoff team, and I see OKC on the schedule, I'm like, yeah, it's a duck. Like, <laughs> unless yeah. you're the Lakers, but trying to lose. Yeah. Also, like, look, you make a case yeah. for uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, in the in fact, you know, he is voting for him. Um, but it's also like the whole efficiency part. Uh, how efficient? Yeah. How good on defense he's right. been. He's been really clutch. Uh, another name to throw out there, uh, Jalen Brunson. Um, who without Luka Doncic, like Jalen has also been able to still bring up you know, the, the Mavs as far as they have. And, I mean, the Mavs, they're right behind Memphis. It is, like, six games behind Memphis, but they're right behind them. You know maybe eight I mean? and a half. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't buy the Jalen Brunson one personally. I don't either. No, neither. Well, he, he is averaging I, I like 16 it. points, 5.6 assists, 3.7 rebounds. The guy's good. Yeah, but that's he, – he's, he's, he's good. He strikes me as a he's really good, good role player. He's able to really good he's starter. Good. He's not an all-star. Yeah, not an all-star. He's, he's good. good. But he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I like good. him. He's good. He's not an all-star. Yeah. What, what about JaVel McGee? Let's be honest. No. No. <laughs> the guy's the best player in the league. He's so good. He's, efficiency-wise, he's one of the best. He's not an all-star. One guy I wish I could give, could give the nod to, but, I mean, he's missed too many games, and his numbers aren't really there. But DeAndre Ayton, man. When he has played, he's been really, really good. And he's been efficient and defending well. But he's missed too many games. But I think, yeah. like, in the future, he's a name to, like, watch for. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that guy. I don't think he believes in himself. And that's a shame. That's true, know, though. But he's getting there. He really is getting yeah, there. Yeah, he really is. He's still really young. Yes. He averages yeah. 16 points and 11 rebounds. Like, that's... Solid. Pretty dang. Um, but according to Carson, that doesn't matter, right? Words uh, in my mouth. Putting words in my mouth. <laughs> doesn't matter that much, right? <laughs> How many assists is he getting, huh? <sighs> One. One point six. I got you. Um, no, but uh, so good. This has been a really cool season. I feel like a lot of people have really stepped up. Um, it's kind of hard to to really know where like these new like players uh really rank like jared allen is really interesting to me um because if you think about it like this is the guy that's getting playing time you know over kevin love and of course you know kevin i believe kevin love is like coming back 
But the fact that Kevin Love is even acknowledging, he's like, I want Jared Allen to start. Like, I want to come off the bench, and I'm happy with this role is super cool. Uh, the impact that Jared Allen has made. You know, you imagine being a player who's, you know, going to play for, you know, probably the best team in the league, which is like Brooklyn. You got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, um, and James Harden, just like an incredible array of players. And then you're gone, right? You get put on a team who sucks, you know, who hasn't been winning at all, who has nothing to play for on Cleveland. And how many people could just, like, be satisfied and just be like, all right, well, I'll just wait here until something good comes my way and maybe I get traded to a different team. But I believe Jared Allen is one of those players that has made the difference in changing the culture, you know, teaching Evan Mobley how to play defense and be in these situations where even Kevin Love is, like, nodding you and be like, hey, you get the start even being the more tenured player, is is proof where I believe Jared Allen is, like, confirmed, right? Not not something that you would have to doubt as far as an all-star nod. Um, and that's really exciting, right? Yeah. Now, we have injured players. You know, is this going to be a similar list next year? Uh, you know, if Clay Thompson's healthy, Kawhi Leonard's going to come back. Paul George definitely going to be more in that conversation next year with being healthy. And Jamal Murray, right? A lot of big players, a lot of big names. How much does these? How much do these lists change next year? That's so hard to say, but there's there's a lot of talent in the NBA right now. If everyone's healthy, these All Star teams are way. I mean, these these teams are already stacked. But if everyone's <laughs> healthy, they're even more stacked. I think every team except the Pistons at full strength can beat like a top team in the NBA when playing their best. Like, yeah, there's some intangibles there. Like you have to have the other team they're up against not play very well. But like, I I don't think there's one team in the NBA that's like, besides the Pistons, that's like, oh man. I can totally see that. Next time. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about the players that are like on those bottom teams. Uh, like mm-hmm. Magic. Uh, what's his name? Cole Anthony? Cole yeah, Anthony. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Mobamba, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Houston. Terrence Ross, dude. Terrence Ross scored 20, 20 points straight for the Magic today in a game. Unreal. Oh yeah, that's just unbelievable. Uh, man. You do love to see that. You do anyway. love to see that. Anyway, good takes. Uh, this has been interesting uh, conversation. Love the banter. Um, that we've had back and forth. Um, we'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, sorry, we've been missing for a while. Obviously, it's been crazy with the uh, holiday season and Christmas and being with our families, and we decided it was more important to do that. Um, but we appreciate you, you know, even tuning in again. Uh, we'd love to hear your takes on who you think, you know, are the big snubs and what you guys think about our opinions. Um, but we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.